Good morning, Church on the Rock. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Um, we're excited how people are doing that. Uh, Braden or Josh said last week that over a thousand people watched the sermon either on Saturday or Sunday. We're excited that God's word is going out. So wherever you're at right now, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you that we're celebrating Palm Sunday. And Lord, we thank you for the people that have tuned in. And Lord, we just ask you today that your Holy Spirit would fill our rooms and fill our hearts and speak to us like only you can. And Lord, we love you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. I want to start off by saying, may we as a church join the greatest coronation of the ages. That's what some call Palm Sunday. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 6, it says, And Jesus and the disciples, they approached Jerusalem. They came to the town of Bethphage on the, on the bottom of Mount Olives. Jesus sent two of them ahead and said, Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks you what you are doing, just say, well, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill a prophecy in Zechariah that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble. He's riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. You know, we hit the time in our year where God's hands of time, they reached their mark as God's plan for the ages began to start. God sent forth His Son, born of a virgin, born under the law, to come and redeem mankind. Yeah, it was a 400-year prophecy. It was beginning to unfold. And this prophecy would change the world as we know it forever. What I think's need is all living substance, all living matter, Everything was cooperating with the Creator's plan. You think, what intentionality, how living matter and everything, what perfection. Nothing was done by happenstance. Everything was done perfectly as God had preordained. I think about it as a slow-moving uh, movie, you might say, where the hands come and they grab and they reach down and they grab the tied donkey in slow motion and the colt begins to follow him. And then the man that takes the colt, he turns and says, Hey, what are you doing? And then they reach back and they say, The Lord needs them. The Lord needs them. And he's like, Oh, okay. Do what you need to do. Have a good day. I'm thinking, really? That would be like somebody just coming up and taking your car and saying, Hey, the Lord wants it. It's okay. But Jesus' coronation, it began like that as he arrived in Jerusalem on a colt. And this colt is highly sim symbolic because back in that day, a king riding on a donkey, it symbolized peace. While a king that came on a horse, it symbolized war. So we see that Jesus, our heavenly king, Heaven's Prince of Peace, he arrives and he's saying, I'm bringing peace and I'm going to make peace with God and mankind. That's the beginning of this coronation. The King, at last, Jesus, he has come for his own. 
This holy week of Passover has become and started off with a coronation of the King of Kings. Though Jesus was crowned with thorns, and though the cross became His throne, this was a time of triumph. Though it ended with pain and death, I want to tell you it was a conqueror's pain. It was a conqueror's death. It was a hero's death. As a commander gives his life and he leads his troops into battle, and by daring carriage he saves the day for his country, winning with an undying fame, so did Jesus, the captain of our salvation. He rode through on a donkey for the greatest week in history. I ask myself, do we even understand the significance of this triumphal entry? And what did it really mean? Well, you can start by imagining Greece when Alexander returns from the east and he's carrying all the spoils from war and confettis running through the air and, and people are waving flags and shouting and the streets are filled and everybody's rejoicing. Or you've seen pictures of Rome when the great Caesar comes in from the north just being out in battle. He's clothed with glory as a, with, with his garment and he has victory in his, in his hands. And he's leading the captive kings. Their, their sandals and broken sandals are stirring up the dust and, and they're reluctant and they're defeated and they're conquered as he rides into the city. They began to take the trophies and everything they got from battle was displayed. They, they, they flaunted the helmets and the armors and the spoils and the chariots and the horses and the grain and the livestock and the gold and the silver. They just all come in on this parade. And I say today, what a contrast. What a contrast Jesus ride as a conquering hero as the Prince of Peace into Jerusalem, the capital. The, the capital city. It wasn't captive kings that were following behind them that, that, that he had overcome. It was willing captives. Willing captives were pressing close to him. It wasn't sad or reluctant feet. It was glad feet. It was happy feet. And they were in step with him. Trophies of his power, trophies of his strength was all around him. Sinners are forgiven. Lepers are cleansed. The lame and the sick made whole. Lives are being put back together. All along this highway, it reached from Bethel. Scripture says it reached from Bethel all the way to Jerusalem. They crowded the streets with shouts of praise and singing on their lips from the front all the way to the back. And they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What a great coronation. What a great coronation. So much different than the Greek and the Romans coronations. But this was a coronation of the Lordship of Christ coming into all of us for all of the ages. It began right here. The coronation of Christ, it's the lordship of Christ. And I want you to notice in this scripture that it began with the disciples. In your text in Matthew 21, 7, it says that they brought the donkey to him. And look at this. They threw their garments over the colt and he sat upon it. In other words, they threw their, 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 their clothes or their garments over the colt, and that was significant of them saying that, Jesus, I want you to take your rightful place as king 
and heir on the throne of my heart. And then it goes on to say in verse 8 that the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him. Others were cutting branches from the trees and they spread them on the road. And these people that cut branches of trees and spread them on the road, these were symbolic of poor people because they didn't have money for lodging in Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and they made temporary shelters to celebrate this Passover feast. So that's all they had. The Bible says that blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see the kingdom of God. So this coronation, as people laid their garments down and people laid their, 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 their um, palm branches down, it was symbolic of saying, Jesus, you're king of kings. Take your rightful place on the throne of my heart. They knew. People that are poor in spirit, they knew that they needed Jesus. That's why they cried out, Hosanna. If you didn't know what Hosanna means, Hosanna means this, Lord, save us now. Lord, save us now. So anytime that you need saving, whether it's saving of your soul for salvation, you can say, Hosanna in the highest, Lord, save my soul. Or you can proclaim Hosanna through a crisis or a hard time saying, Lord, save me now. Again, the scripture says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs now is the kingdom of heaven. Laying down their palm, palm branches signified the laying down of sin, the laying down of shame and guilt and fear and condemnation. They laid them down at Jesus' feet as He rode through as the Prince of Peace. Their bondages, their brokenness, sickness, pain, bad decisions, wrong choices, whatever it was, uh, Palm Sunday is a time to reflect and say, Lord, we lay it all down because Jesus, you have made peace between me and God the Father. All these people were celebrating, I want you to really notice this, the Lordship of Christ. If you turn to your wife or your children that are in your room and, and say, we want to celebrate the Lordship of Christ. Notice Jesus in Matthew 21, 9, it says, Jesus was in the center. Everybody say center. Jesus was in the center of the procession. Can we say, Jesus, would you be the center? Would you be the center of my life? Would you be the center, you might say, of my parade? Uh, of, uh, would, would you come and take your rightful place? Because I want to practice God first living. I want to practice God first living in my relationships and with my family that we put God first. I want to practice that with my business that I'm putting God first in my house and my church and, and with my money and my choices. Everything I'm saying, Jesus, be the center. Be the center of my procession. Be the center of my life. God is for, first and foremost is the way we want to start out by making this the best week we've ever had personally and with our families. You know, I believe that as we're in our homes and, and as we're, um, to me, this is a forced sabbatical or a forced time to be together. And you wouldn't believe all the people that have said, what an amazing time it has been. I'm getting closer to my kids and my family and, and, and my neighbors and there's more care than there's ever been in any time. Well, this time that we're closed in, Let's also let it be a personal time of introspection, a time of soul searching, of cleansing your soul or cleansing your thoughts, 
purifying yourself. Let's let this be a time that we can reset and we can recover maybe some things that we've lost. Or we can rediscover, relook, review, reset, and let's do it all over again. You know, I was even thinking, uh, many, of, many of you and, and, and even with me on the 21-day fast, I was getting hit with sickness this year and it was real hard to do that 21-day fast like I wanted. But, but even, even this time that Carmen and I, we're even in a type of fast because we're saying, Jesus, we want you to be the center. We want, you to, we want to refocus. We want to realign ourselves with you. And this is what this symbolized when they said Jesus be the center. But as this coronation and as this parade and as this celebration went forth, it says they were shouting. The Bible says in Matthew 21, 9, that the multitudes that went before him and all of them that followed, I want you to imagine that they were before him and following and children running beside him and people waving branches and, and shouting. And it was a time of peace. They were saying, they were crying out, Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the highest. So that's where this coronation started. It started with the disciples. And then it, and this movement went to all the people of Jerusalem and Bethel and the area where Jesus was at. And then we see just a few short centuries later that Palm Sunday I like the word movement. This movement, you might say, has spread. And many more have joined the coronation. Rome was declared a Christian empire with Constantine. Greece became a source of Christian culture. Egypt was the fountain, they believed, for Christian learning and theology. From Africa, Augustine laid the foundations for, for biblical theology and foundation. Multitudes in that a short century afterward, multitudes joined this celebration saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then about a thousand more years passed by and this movement continued. It began to move, move northward. Salvation has conquered the new lands unknown to the early disciples, places the disciples didn't even, uh, weren't even able to evangelize. It began to move northward. And men and women, boys and girls, love the King as Savior, and they love Him as Lord. Franks, Saxons, Celts, Russians, Scandinavians, all these people began to bow and they began to throw, you might say, their palm branches and continue this great coronation. And again, another cycle of centuries passes by and this movement is gaining momentum. It's rolling along. It's rolling out further. And now it's even moving into pagan continents and nations. And they began to come to to the king and saying, blessed thou son of David, Hosanna to the king of kings. Men and women from every walk of life, color, creed, language, they're all bearing witness of this never-ending, failing love and grace of Jesus Christ. The scholar would brought tribute of his learning and put it at the master's feet. The church led education to the weary places through the dark ages. The artists took brushes and painted sacred 
stories on canvases and with pen countless books began to be written and with chisel great masterpieces and churches and cathedrals and buildings began to be erected to this king of king aspiring hearts of worship and song began to come forth from the lips and the heart and the hands of musicians and singers wrote songs multitudes I go back to that Matthew 21 9 multitudes continued to follow this movement crying out Hosanna to the son of David blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord the coronation continued with missionary heroes from the past Many of you have heard from Carrie. Carrie was a shoemaker. He left sewing souls in England to saving souls in India. Judson, we have Judson College in Elgin. He was an American student. He left the jungles of the college hills and he went to the jungles of Burma. Morrison went and awoke the sleeping giant in China and countless tens of thousands of people joined the coronation as they laid their palm branches down in celebration to their newfound king. Livington, he faced disease and death and brought the gospel to Africa. John G. Lake, they said he saw 500,000 documented cases of salvation and healing in the name of Jesus. And then many of our, our, our churches today like Lutheran and Methodist and Presbyterian, these missionaries, the Wesleys, the Finneys, the Whitfields, the Wigglesworth, the Luce, the Luke. Luther's, all of them brought their leg of the race and they continued this coronation to where we are able to join them with their crying, crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, I think that is so cool because now that coronation, that movement has continued to spread to where it's now to me. And now it's to you. And now it's to our families. And now it's to our neighborhoods. And I believe that it is with you and through you that this coronation, this, this celebration of the Prince of Peace coming to our homes continues. And I ask you today, I, I ask you today, will Church on the Rock, will we be that place, that church I believe it's our greatest hour. I believe our greatest time is ahead. I believe our greatest days are ahead. I believe our greatest hour is ahead of us. Will we be the one to continue this great coronation for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Can we lay some palm branches to our neighborhoods? Can we lay some palm branches to our businesses? Can we, can we lay some palm branches to that, that, that family member that seems to have a hard heart to the Lord? Can we lay some palm branches? Can we throw our literal garments down and make a road and make a highway of holiness and make a bridge to the people in our world? Brothers and sisters, now is the time of salvation. Now the Bible says don't wait four months for the harvest. Behold, today is the day of harvest. Man, through this COVID-19, I am seeing an openness for people receptive to the gospel and people receptive to care like never before. Can we be the one? 
Can we be that strong leg? Because I believe the coming of Jesus is coming. Can we be that strong leg if we were in a relay race to bring the baton home and win that race? You know, I used to run track and I was the slowest leg on our relay team, so I ran second. But you always put the strongest and the fastest runner, you always put them last. And the, your, your second best runner always starts the race. The race was started with the disciples. The race was started with the people in, in Jerusalem. But God has put you on this earth has put you in this time, in this place, in this specific area that you live in for such a time as this. I want you to turn to the people in your home and say, this is our area. This is our time. This is our area. Will we continue to bring the pathway of of palms to our people? Will we take, take part in this endless procession gathering all the people from all the corners of the earth? Let's invade our cities with the gospel. Let's invade our neighborhoods. Let's get Huntley in Hampshire and Gilberts. Let's get Pingree Grove. Let's get Chicagoland. Let's get our schools. Let's get our workplaces. Let's get our neighborhoods. Take this time that you're shut in to be a time of preparation so you can be God's messenger. You can be God's palm bearer. You know, palms even, even uh, you always heard, hear the term, give someone an olive branch. God's going to call you to give an olive branch to people to help them and to, to regain fellowship and relationships that have been, been broken down. Let's invade our continents and let's invade our country with the gospel of Jesus. Even right now, even after this sermon today, um, grab your kids. Um, pray for our missionaries. We have missionaries all over the earth, Church on the Rock does. Pray for these guys that they can continue to take this coronation forward. This coronation, it's going to continue until the return of Christ. Until it reaches its final destination. I love this scripture as they put it on the screen. It's Revelations chapter 7, verse 9 through 10. It says, after this, I saw a vast crowd. Too great to even count. Woo, man, I like that. Too great to even count. From every nation and every tribe and people and language, they're all standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, and the Lamb is Jesus. They were clothed in white robes. Look at this. And they held palm branches. They held palm branches in their hand, and they were shouting with a great roar, and they said, remember before it was, it was save us, O God. When, when you're here on the earth, we're saying save us, O God. When we get on the other side, we're going to be saying this, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb of God. Can you give the Lord a hand clap where you're at? Can you lift up your hands and say, Hosanna, blessed be the King. Hosanna in the highest, we worship you. Jesus is passing by. Jesus in His Palm Sunday and his coronation coming into Jerusalem. Jesus came in through triumphant. It was a triumphal entry. 
See the joy. See the multitude singing His name. Listen to the choirs sing. Listen to the children. Watch the children run. Watch the children dance. See the smiles on the faces of the people saying, Hosanna. The coronation continues. Multitudes cry out, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. I close by saying this. Let the sound of countless voices come from every nation, from every tribe, from every people. Right now, starting in your living room, may it go out. May the holy road, may the the, the road going out into the wilderness start today in your living room. As you lay your palm branches and throw your life at the feet of your neighbors, at the feet of your family members, let all the voices of the world begin to worship. Let let us all sing out in praise to our King. Let's lift a shout to Hosanna today. Let there be a shout in your home. Let there be a shout in your heart. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord our God. God bless you. Hey church, Pastor Josh here. I just want to take a second and say,